Hey, fuck you, Steve. <laughs> so just how far down do you want to go? And we could talk it out over a cup of joe. And you could look deep into my eyes like I was a supermodel. Uh-huh. Well, it's you and me, babe, no one else we can trust And say nothing to no one, no how we'll bust And never crack a smile, flinch or cry for nobody
You know what, fellas? Just hit that goddamn theme song. <laughs> what, this one? Live from the Dutch Hall, yeah. the greatest podcast ever to come out of Pine Grove, Ontario, bar none. No question. And I believe it's because we have the greatest band in podcast history, the Nocturnal Emissions, people on Facebook Live. And today, the Nocturnal Emissions are comprised of Braden Acumen on lead guitar. Yeah. Our band leader, Michael Bow on rhythm. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. On the Calhoun... We have the man that writes the music for the show. My buddy, the rooster Dave Charters, is here. Hello. And on bass, the balls of the nocturnal mission. No microphone needed for this man. Whiskey Waste Haggins is here. All balls. You know, we decided to go back to our roots. We decided to go back to the old school Dutch Hall. Get back to the basics. Invite in our scientific correspondent this week. Our scientific correspondent has returned. Tom Bowen is here, everyone. Hey, Hi, everybody. Yeah. And no podcast, in my opinion, will be complete without having a bartender and a person that will really be there to punch up your advertisements, to really support you as a bus driver and a, and a, and a buddy, you know, maybe a, a brother of some sort. Paul Van Dyke is here, everyone. Cheers, folks. And recording this for posterity, yes. uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the beautiful and lovely Dr. Jane Van Dyke is here. I'll clap for that. And I am your host, the two-time, two-time. President's Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. Yay! Yes. <laughs> yes. I got to tell you, that was one of my favorite openings. And when usually we play this song and we go into like... Uh, Chit chat time for Peter. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and uh, that time I was it was I was enjoying the song so much, uh, and then it seemed to finish, and then I was like, "There's no chit chat time for Peter. It's time to get on with the show, right?" Let's get so down to awesome. business. Well, I'm, I have to fix this microphone. Because we have a guy just slaying guitar over here. Yeah, it was great. So what we had was we normally have a reluctant German sitting in the lead guitar position and is in the nocturnal emissions, and uh, that reluctant German this week has decided uh, to go to Guatemala. Guatemala. Yeah, a Central American country to film uh, surgeries is what he decided what to do. That's what he's doing. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's filming Guatemalan surgeries, right? Because they're so efficient. Well, I think it's because he loves uh, like just grotesque butchering videos. <laughs> I believe, He's German. <laughs> yeah. I think they just, they're doing some sort of sick experiments on those Guatemalans, and then Steve's some sort of... Uh, part of it. He's recording it. Yeah. <laughs> For and posterity. So, yeah, like he's like the propaganda master, like Goebbels or something. Okay? <laughs> Ger- I think it's Goebbels, isn't it? Goebbels or Gearing? Gearing? Which one's the propaganda guy? Herman Gearing, is that him? Uh, Gearing. I don't know. 
What do you mean? Those shows are addictive, though. If you see like a, if you see like a, a, a World War II Hitler Netflix documentary, can you? I can't get past. I can't like not watch it. I have to wa- watch a, a, a Hitler documentary. Yeah, you're into those, eh? They're fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. The guy was absolutely out of his mind, you know? Like, no question there. Yeah, like he was like uh, crazy, and he was able to. Uh, like, if you look at it from a podcaster's perspective, right, you look at it from, like, trying to uh, gather a, a community of people to, uh, uh, you know, enjoy what your ideas are or whatever, or you want to listen to or whatever, right? Uh, like, who did it better than Hitler? <laughs> if Hitler had a podcast, had right? A podcast. He's really somebody to look up, look up to, right? That's an early title, if Hitler had a podcast for this one, Michael. Okay. Don't miss it. Dave was, Dave was starting to get a little frisky over there. He's <laughs> reaching for your pen. But uh, <laughs> but I wanted to say, uh, we have, uh, normally, Steve's out there butchering Guatemalans right now. But uh, So we had to call in a, su- a substitute. And, you know, our first call always goes to Brain Decumen. And uh, we got Brayden Akuman, a professional musician, someone that uh, I would I would consider like if you had to compare him to Steve, to be to be <laughs> totally someone that different. yeah to be different. But he makes Steve shake in his boots, which is what I like about Brayden Akuman. Because when he comes in the show, number one, he's a listener of our product live from the Dutch Hall. The man's traveled the world performing music, and listened to our product when he's filling the time of boredom. And between banging, I assume, like a bunch of whores and such. <laughs> While not, wearing not a, a bunch. But. Not a bunch? While uh, one at a time. One at a time. A couple. <laughs> While wearing a Dutch Hall t-shirt that he's removed the sleeves from. Yes. I've seen that in live performances now more than once. And I got to tell you, it's boss as shit. And every yeah. time I see it, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Warms my heart. Yeah, we were at Bushstock, and Braden's wearing the T-shirt while he's uh, doing the sound there. Yeah, he means business. And uh, I'm telling you, like, no no better advertisement right there. Because it was noticed all day long, right? Because those guys worked their asses off oh, yeah. all weekend, right? Yep. Hey, by the way, I want to give a shout-out to Sticks and Picks. Because we do a lot of work at Live from the Dutch Hall on the um, uh, a Bushstock program every year. Mm-hmm. And uh, the charity is Sticks and Picks, and uh, a couple of great things have been going out lately as far as them uh, promoting and, and, and putting money into local music and uh, kids playing hockey in the First Start program and stuff like that. So I wanted to give a shout-out to Sticks and Picks and Bushstock and all the people that have sponsored the show in the past because they're doing great work in the community to help out young kids get involved with uh, music and sports. Yeah, it's come to fruition now, and, right, with the kids? Yeah, and it's nice when we're a bunch of jackasses that are sitting in a pool <laughs> shed talking about our cocks and stuff like that, <laughs> that we can actually be supporting a cause that's actually helping and doing actually <laughs> noble things. Right. Making the world better. <laughs> yeah, unlike what we're doing, which is mostly just uh, distracting the world from horrible things that are going on. <laughs> Hopefully right? making you laugh yeah. along the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, uh, you know, I feel bad. Last week we had a technical difficulty, and uh, and it was basically a button that I missed on my board. <laughs> and we had a guest come all the way in from uh, London, Ontario, and we didn't even get to hear the guy. So I really do apologize. But we do that like that comes up once in a while. We're just idiots. We need a monkey. Yeah, the village called dot well, we, dot dot. Yeah, yeah. We really do. Honestly, I'm I'm going to put this out to the Dutch Hall audience right now before we get into our program here. Is that I want to um, put it out to anybody. If you like to uh, technical stuff and you want to be a part of something every week, give us a message at live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. We will pay you nothing. 
and most likely uh, there'll be times I'll throw pens at you or something out of rage. <laughs> Yeah, but, <laughs> it's an internship. We're looking for an intern. Just yeah, but there is, like, beer every week and a, a meat tray, a deli tray at the end. It's delicious. And everyone seems to enjoy it. So I, I, Chambers <laughs> is unreliable. We need a technical lead. Yeah, if somebody wants to be a technical lead on this program, we're as we're getting into video and stuff like that, it's going to be harder and harder to uh, um, for me to do this and not look like an incompetent monkey. <laughs> please, <laughs> please help. Please help. But, Brayden. Yes. Brayden, you recently went on a world adventure yeah. where you traveled to the country of Morocco, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. And it was, last time you were here, you were just about to embark on that, uh, that adventure. Yeah. And I followed it on social media, enjoyed it the whole way through, <laughs> every little bit of it, because I love it. Mm. When you can go to a part of the world that I never thought I'd be able to see in my life, like mm. that I personally would be able to see, and I could see it through your eyes, it was fantastic. But I got to ask you. Uh, what were you, what do you what what do you think? Like what what was your biggest takeaways? What was your biggest learnings of going to that part of the world? Different things work different places. Can different styles of living. Like how do they live in Morocco versus how we live here in Canada? <laughs> <laughs> I think you got the wrong country. Sorry, what was the question? What was the question? <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, no, like like so you see how they live in Morocco? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> As being a Canadian, uh, how do you uh, how do you see that they live differently than we do? Uh, they don't seem to have quite as much money, that sort of thing, but they seem fairly happy, from what I noticed. Just leave, live like a meager existence. Yeah, like slightly more meager. And uh, do they? Uh, but they uh, don't want for anything, or do they? Is there uh, a lot of poverty in Morocco? There's some. Yeah, like they're all kind of like I think it, <laughs> I think it's all a little bit, uh, you know, less. They all have a little less money than you would hear, kind of a thing, like, you know, like the average right, right. citizen type of thing. But we met people, like, we went out to uh, <laughs> <laughs> one guy in uh, Marrakesh took us out to uh, to a hookah bar. Yeah. And we we're asking him about rent and stuff like that. And it's, it's, you know, comparable to what we have here Yeah. for certain people like that. So. And, uh, but uh, the I noticed even in uh, Scandinavian countries, like, you know, Denmark or, or, or countries of that, like that, mm-hmm. they, uh, they don't allow, they don't have a model where they want rich, like, they want to get rich. Right. Like, it's a model where everybody just kind of lives a normal life. Yeah. And they don't allow anybody in or out. Like, right. they don't allow a lot of immigration or whatever, but they kind of, mm-hmm. but then they just, like, live more modestly. I think if you want a capitalist model, and I don't know if Tom, I don't, but if you, or anyone, if you if you have a capitalist model, you always want more and more and more, right? Yeah. The, the whole model is to get money and stuff, and you know. Yeah, get the carrot at the end of the stick. <laughs> yeah, and I think as you get away from that a, a bit, like, and you just say, like, we just want to live. Well, Morocco has a king. Like, a king? Yeah, there's the king of Morocco. Oh, the king of Morocco. Oh, there you go. King Mohammed the sixth. Really? Yeah. Apparently, he's a direct descendant from Muhammad. Now, now, is it like in England where they don't really, the people there don't really like... Uh, no, no, it's... They're like, hardcore about their king? I think I think so. Like, you can't really badmouth him or anything like that or you get thrown in the pokey. But oh, really? I think so, yeah. We just didn't test those waters. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I wouldn't really yeah. yeah, wise choice. Kings, yeah, and the king didn't do nothing to you? No. Seems yes. like an R.I.K. Right yeah, you have no problems Based on him. no knowledge whatsoever. Yeah. I've never run into him. I have no problems with him. Just yeah. Apparently there's some protests in the northeast part of the country, but that's yeah. that's all I know about that. And then Morocco, uh, the food food was good? Food's amazing there. 
yeah. food and the kind of they have kind of a cool cafe scene. Like that, like it's just outdoors, smoking cigarettes and getting, you know, mint tea or uh, espresso, that sort of thing. You just sit down and, really? you know, yeah, it almost like it's kind of like a French thing, oh, especially yeah. in the northern part, which I think at one point was like French influenced and oh, French yeah. ruled at one oh, point. Oh yeah. Did you uh, you were talking about you were gonna find some sort of instrument that was like a sheep's intestine, like cords or something like that? Is that right? Uh, or was that Ben? That might have been Ben. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but there's something. There's like a three-string kind of like something that's comparable to a bass guitar. I don't know what it's made of, but it it's cool looking. Yeah. And we actually we actually did jam with uh, some people in Morocco. Oh, really? In this hole in the wall place. Yeah. Did you bring your uh, in- instruments? No, no. They had a couple guitars there. One guy was playing a, a fiddle. Got like right in your face while he was playing. It was kind of like yeah, it was a little weird, but yeah. zinger. Yeah. But he would. <laughs> but yeah, we just kind of jammed with them and then paid way too much money for the tea we had because. Apparently we we paid for the show, but like we were playing the entire time. Oh really? The guy's like, I don't care. You still have to pay <laughs> a bunch of money. You're like, all right. Yeah. So goddamn Moroccans. Eh? Goddamn it. Goddamn Moroccans. The one thing we can learn about the Moroccans from your trip <laughs> is that they're cheap motherfuckers. Eh? That one guy. Yeah, that one, <laughs> that guy. one guy. Let's brand the whole country and keep making fun of them. Because <laughs> there's no real stereotype for the Moroccans, is what my point is. Yeah. There is now. <laughs> they're but cheap. You, you said that they. Um, uh, were the happy very happy most of them thought. yeah it seemed like they were was that relative to the number of hookah bars oh. <laughs> <laughs> i only went to one hookah bar <laughs> yeah, so that's just tobacco isn't it yeah i think so hookah? but apparently if you do that for we were reading that if you smoke a hookah for about an hour it's the equivalent of smoking 200 cigarettes oh is it <laughs> yeah and the next morning yeah it kind of felt like it oh yeah, yeah. i like this country very much yeah yeah, but yes. they make great hash. Yeah, they, that's that's probably no why comment. they're happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's their. Uh, wouldn't know. They're like world. Uh, if you think of a Moroccan something, if you had to go, if you're playing like like a match game or like at the end of the of at the end of the game show, you know, it was like Moroccan blank. Yeah. Right. What or, would you put? Or like the word is hash, and and the and you're given a clue, and you're like Moroccan. Right. Our but if guy. you had but if you had to fill it in, you'd go hash, right? What, there's oh, no other. Sure. What is the second thing? Moroccan food, maybe. Yeah, food, maybe. maybe. Yeah, but hash is number one. Yeah. And so when every time you have a country and your number one thing is hash or anything like uh, that's uh. That's yeah, like Amsterdam, though. Right? But is the uh, laws? Uh, the laws aren't. Uh, aren't it's kind of look the other way sometimes, but it it's weird. I don't know because it's I've not seen, legal though. No, no, officially it's not legal. But with the one spot we were standing up in the mountains, on the other side of the mountains, were just fields and fields of weed. Really? And that. So yeah, and then there's there's cops places and stuff. So I mean, they know what's going on. Right, right. right. So it's got to be part of their like a big part of their economy. I'm assuming because yeah. why else would they allow it to happen? Yeah, yeah. I've got a friend Finn that lives in Morocco in the winter. Oh and, really? Uh, yeah, he goes there for harvest and and hangs out and he loves it. He oh says yeah. It's amazing. Really? Every, everybody there offers you hash, too. Yeah. So, like, if you want it, somebody will say, taxi, taxi. And you go, nah, I'm good. And say, uh, marijuana, or a ha- hash, hash, uh, opium. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, yeah, there's different levels to that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to ride, get baked, or be addicted to something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where are we going with you? Yeah. So, so it looks like by next July, Canadians will be as happy as Moroccans. Well, that's what mm. we keep hearing. Yeah, except you have to do it, like, under a blanket in your own house. Mm-hmm. With like no one watching, and uh, you can't have any fun. And don't with it. let that uh, smoke go out your windows. Either, no, because the neighbors will complain. No, and don't exhale at yeah. all. 
You can only inhale the, the <laughs> weed in Ontario. You should make a hot box yeah. in your basement. Thanks to Kathleen when we can only inhale and nothing, <laughs> nothing else. That, Except that, that goblin. Yeah, you know what? You know, I remember when Kathleen Wynn got in. Uh, everybody was like, uh, she's the first gay, openly gay um, uh, premier of our of a, of our of any province in Canada, and uh, hopefully they don't make a big deal of it or whatever. No one's made a deal of it at all. No, who cares? It makes no, no difference at all. It, it was never an issue for a second. It wasn't an issue before they started talking about it. Never was an issue. She's just terrible. Yeah, exactly. Terrible on her own merits. Nothing to do with who's... Her sexual preference. No, I don't give a fuck what you're doing in your bedroom. Just stop sucking at being running our province, for heaven's sakes. We're she's just fucking awful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the fact that she eats pussy and... Uh, Maybe she needs a, more of it. I don't know. She's a real... I don't know. How I don't think that has any bearing on how why she's bad. I think there's people who would make great premiers who eat pussy. This one's just not one of them, you know. Yeah, but have you looked at her? How much pussy do you think she's getting? Zero. She's she's not like. If yeah. I was a girl, I wouldn't want her eating. Power me. man, power oh. man. Ooh. Yeah, she used, she uses her power as premier <laughs> to get young pages to eat her pussy. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Interns. She's a power top. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely a top. Yeah, she's not doing any eating herself. <laughs> she does like that. Like she's uh, yeah. I just don't. I don't see it happening with Kathleen Wynn. Is she got a lover? Like she got a a wife or anything? Kathleen Wynn. Do you know? Have you ever heard about that? I didn't know she was gay. I mean, I assumed, but I didn't officially know. Oh yeah, when she first got elected, they made a deal of it that she yeah. was gay, and then no one gave a shit because we're in Canada and we don't care. Yeah. We don't oh, care exactly. about any of that stuff. Like, That's why it's we not don't even know who her lover is. Like, who yeah. the fuck cares? She's, yeah, like, and uh, while we're on that topic, Justin Trudeau, uh, for Halloween this year, because we're just outside of Halloween here, Justin Trudeau uh, went and, of course, took his kid trick-or-treating. He was dressed as Superman. Oh, oh, Superman. <laughs> what a doozy. That's a great <laughs> choice, dickhead. <laughs> Superman. Like, he's got to be that kind of guy? Like, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Everyone in the world loves Trudeau, right? It's like, in Canada, we're fucking sick of him. Sick of him. I, I, at least I am. Jesus Christ, fucking shut up. You're not the fucking savior of the world, goddamn, because you have nice hair. Nice fuck smile. off. What yeah, I, I just don't, I don't like what he's doing at all. Anyways, uh, but I just don't like the fact he's pandering all the time, bringing his kid out on Halloween you march your kid out, and of course the kid's dressed all cute. Is a cute kid, right? It's nothing to do with politics, nothing to do with running our country. Leave it alone. I don't want to know your wife's name. I don't want to know what she looks like. I don't want to know your fucking kids. You got to go to work every day and run our country. Do I don't good. give a fuck about your kids. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about your wife. I don't. I if we elected you as a country, I give a shit about you doing your job, and not your fucking family. Leave them out of it. It has nothing to do with anything other than pandering, you fucking douche. Yep. Well, if you'd like to be on the show, I'd love to have you. Deep thoughts with Pete. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's strongly opinionated. Yeah. yeah, we'd love to have him here, though. I don't know why I soured so much on the guy. I voted for him when I, I voted for him. And then I ended up uh, just growing. Because he sucks to, at what he's doing. That's yeah, why he's just doing a terrible, he's doing a terrible job, and I don't like it. Anyways. Uh, I think before we get into our show, which is about the... A whole world getting stupid. We need to do a segment we call Feedback. We got feedback. We 
feedback we got feedback this week's feedback is brought to you by our friends from amazon if you'd like to uh, go to our live from the dutch hall website live from the dutch hall.com and click on our amazon banner you can uh, do all your amazon shopping and some of that money's going to come back and help the show and we're getting close to allowing uh, to link all of our amazon accounts so that even if you're in the uk or you're in europe or you're in asia Wherever you are in the world, and you're gonna, you want to shop on your Amazon page, even Morocco, even Morocco, you can do so, and then some of that money's gonna come back and help make the Dutch Hall a better show. And also, we gotta talk about our good new sponsors from Norpac. Oh, baby! You know Norpac? I do. Beef people. Yes, oh yes, I do the beef people, Paul. I know them quite well. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know they became a sponsor just a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, they've been great sponsors. I can't uh, thank them enough for their generosity. But today when we come into to the Dutch Hall, we have uh, pepperettes mm. sitting on our uh, bar. Mm. Delicious pepperettes. And I'm like, oh, goddamn Norpak. The beef people. There you go, Paul. <laughs> we're still we're getting there. Norpak, they're great sponsors. Look at them bringing pepperettes uh, second weekend. Like, great sponsors, right? Just on it. Turns out, not Norpak. <laughs> Sarah Wallace. Oh, of course. Yes, Sarah Wallace. the Probably one of our greatest all-time supporters of the show oh, since yeah. the very beginning. I've heard people in the community. In fact, the little Belgium show that I got booked coming up is only booked because of Sarah Wallace, I believe. Because uh, she was telling the guy who books it that uh, Life in the Dutch Hall is a great show. She's the best. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's the best. And she brings the pepperettes. And she happens to be Wes's sister. Not a big deal. Yeah, not a big deal. So we can't talk about her uh, in any sort of way other than the fact that she's a awesome. great sponsor of the show. We can't, we can't say the fact that she's also uh, a lovely woman. And she's actually related to me too, Wes. And, and me as well, yeah. And Michael. Yeah. Hey, what about me? And Paul. Oh, yeah, and Paul too. Yeah. And, but you know, you know what makes her the most beautiful is the fact she brings us pepperettes. Mm. And we got to say, if I, if I was giving away this of the week's willy-nilly, the pepperettes would do it. But no, this week, we got lots of feedback, my friends. Oh. And pepperettes are not going to do it alone. Wow. That's how good this week's feedback. We got feedback. That must be good. Yeah. Let's get into it. Oh, we'd love to, but we have to talk about Clean Flow first. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Because Clean Flow is our greatest sponsor, and they're bringing us into the, the, the live stream era of Life in the Dutch Hall. And Clean Flow... We'll be, uh, um, we have to just talk charters. Do you know any of the other products? I'd like to, because Matt, Matty uh, O from Clean Flow is one of our greatest supporters, but he's also your greatest fan. I'm a big fan of Matty O as well. And so I'm going to tell you, this is a time where I think you should reach out to Matty and really tell him what Clean Flow products mean to you, charters. Well, I'll tell you, I had a problem with my deposits hardening. Does that ever happen to you, Peter, where your deposits harden? Like in yes, sock? it does happen. Well, you know what you need? On my, yeah, on Kleenexes and such. <laughs> an old sock. All you need is a, just a couple squirts from the Solution 101 can. It'll keep your deposits from hardening. Oh, clean flow. Oh, yeah. 101. Wow. Spray it on your junk or whatever. <laughs> or your vehicle as such. Yeah. 
But so I, I got a little story about Clean Flow Pete. Do you? Yeah, we're uh, traveling down last weekend to uh, the Great Niagara Falls for a, a little uh, getaway with my brother and sister-in-law. It was their anniversary celebrations. Oh, very nice. And uh, we had to go for a quick uh, pee stop on the way, a nice SO gas station. And what does my sweet, sweet Kelly see inside this gas station but nothing but uh, Clean Flow products, honey goo, whatnot. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she says... I had no idea it was real. <laughs> she thought we were making it up the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I said, no, this is a legit thing. Why do you think we're getting... <laughs> this is a real deal. Yeah, these, these guys are a big are deal. Top notch. They yeah. sell them even down by Niagara Falls. Oh, yeah, all over the, all over the place. Cross country. Yeah, these guys know what they're doing. And it's top quality product, and they're the best sponsor that we've ever had. Ever of all time. Yeah, and I'm sorry to all the rest of the sponsors, but you are like... Uh, just shit <laughs> in comparison to, to Clean Flow. Yeah. Hey, Petey, you know, um, you gave me a can of that uh, honey goo, right? Yeah. Yeah, and um, I've had to replace my ignition in the past. You can see my car. It's old. Yeah. And the other day I, w- I thought, oh, i got to get a new ignition again. It wasn't working real well. I sprayed a little uh, dab of honey goo in there. Key goes in and out. Thing works great. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I use it on my bathroom tap. Save me 100 bucks. Yeah, I use it on my bathroom tap. And the thing was so corroded and looked like crap. I just, just put some of the shit on the honey goo on it, and then waited a little bit, and then went to take it off. It came off like butter. It was the mm-hmm. best. It's top notch product. Uh, oh, that's great. <laughs> Sorry, Lori. Sorry, Lori. Hey, uh, so we ask our listeners every week. Please uh, go on a fi- uh, social media or live from the Dutch Hall Gmail dot com and give us some feedback. <laughs> And this week we got a bunch of it, and uh, the one with came from live from the Dutch Hall dot com, and it was uh, and it was from Ryan Vandenbush. Oh, bushy. Yeah, Ryan bushy? Vandenbush. He's a uh, a longtime uh, listener of the show, and also a, a listener of the first year. I think he was the listener of the first year. Yeah. And and uh, a sponsor of the show at times, and also a guest at many times. But the, used to be the guest of the third highest rated show in live from the Dutch Hall history. But just today, no. Porno and fisting are German is now the third highest rated. It's pushed above bushy. <laughs> it is now the third highest rated show we've ever had, it's and it's going towards number one. I think <laughs> it might hit number one. I think our number one rated show is going to be porno and fisting are German. I can't wait actually because <laughs> it's fantastic. But anyways, this week. Uh, you know, it's good to have Tom Bowen back on the show because I think he was in the first highest rated show, wasn't he? Oh. Wasn't he a part of that show? What's the number one show ever? Quit Your Job. Yeah, weren't you here Return for of the Rooster. Were you, you on that one? That one? Uh, I can't recall. We got to go back <laughs> yeah, and I don't check know. the tapes. I, don't know. I think he was here. Yeah, that that is the second rated show now. Oh. Yeah, it's not the first rated. I think that was my first show ever. It wasn't the Tom Bowen show. It was the first one I was at. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe that's right. Anyways, uh, uh, but where was I going? Oh, he gave me an email at lifeinthedutchhallgmail.com, Ryan did, and he entitled it uh, 200th, and he says, uh, good morning, just got home from Chatham and almost uh, going to have to pull over on the side of the road for a nap and thought I better get caught up on my episodes, Mm -hmm. right? Just finished listening to the 200th, best show yet, he says. Wow, wow. Kept me awake and laugh my uh, fucking ass off. That's <laughs> L-F-L-M-F-A-O. Okay. Hearing Chris uh, talk about his first date story and more. Thanks for the cheap 
uh, cheap entertainment brother. Uh, good night, Ryan Vanderbush. Nice. Right? Nice. nice. Ordinarily, instant listener of the week. Instant listener of the week, right? For not this week. Oh no. Not this week. This week we had another another piece of feedback. This one live in person. Live in person from Jen Husko. Like face to face. Face to face. Those Halloween. That's the best one. At my house. Just uh, uh, stone throw from the Dutch Hall itself. You know? Jen Husko comes up to me. Longtime listener of the show. Former listener of the week, I believe. Jen Husko. Comes up. Not only does her husband, Andy, become a shareholder with him and Jen by giving $100 a cold our gas. Wow. To become wow. a shareholder because they're interested in the extra footage that we're going to provide. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, so the thought of that, they said $100 for the cause going towards the new the Dutch Hall. That's That gives them, now they're starting to step into a different territory. Oh, yeah. Cold our cash, right? <laughs> we like that. But the feedback comes in this form. She said she she said she listened to her, she listens to all her shows. She says she listened to the time where I told a story about how I heard from another person that all red-haired girls pussy smell. Oh boy! And uh, Jen Jen happens to have bright red hair. There's no question about Jen's hair color; it's red. And she took my story that I heard from another person. I'm not going to mention his name. But he told me that this was his experience. Now, I've had very little experience with women. Tom, I don't know if you've ever been with a red-haired girl. Have you? Yeah, actually, I have. Only one. And uh, she was the only girl I ever knew that could out-drink me. And she also had a... Jeez, how do I put this? Um, She had a sausage casing for a vagina. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, let's just say that the... uh, that's a nice way of putting it. Let's just say that the, uh, I don't think the connective tissue inside of the vagina was doing its job because when she was on top and would go up and then down, it was like a sausage casing that was hanging down and still grasping. Oh, I get uh, it. It was like uh, pulling on it. Like when you see it come down. Uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, that Tom Cruise movie, um, where the aliens came down, they were sucking people up this too. <laughs> War of the Worlds? War of the Worlds, yes. <laughs> okay. I know what you're talking about. And uh, actually, I, oh, Peter. Oh, no. Don't kill the electronics. <laughs> it all went down. So now I'm thinking that all uh, redheads have uh, sausage casing vaginas, right? Which I'm not sure. If that helped uh, Jen's case any, that uh, at first I just thought they all smelled. Well, if it makes you feel any better, it didn't smell. It didn't smell. No, well, that's it didn't good. Because that because uh, what Jen's problem was is she thinks she doesn't like the fact that I think now because of this preconceived notion I have because of a story that a person told me twenty years ago, is that uh, every red-haired girl he was with had a, st- a smelly vagina. So then I now have this opinion that all of them do. So, therefore, I have an opinion that Jen does, and that is uh, unacceptable to Jen. <laughs> Understandably so, right? It was a fair point. Right? <laughs> and she's a shareholder of the show, and I take her word for it that Jen, I'm going to tell you, not only are you the listener of the week, but your vagina doesn't smell at all. Can you work that into a song, boys? She's the listener of the week. 
and your vagina doesn't smell at all. Not at all. Not at all. It's your week, Jen. <laughs> That's exactly what I was looking for, guys. That's it. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but she does have a bit of, what is it? Sausage casing. <laughs> Sausage casing. Now I think that about you, Jen. So I don't know. Oh, that's that's right. for next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much. That is feedback. We got feedback. But I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you about your Army Electric. Oh, yes. God damn it. If you're going to call up, you got a problem. Oh, God, I want to wire up my own hot tub. You know? Fucking go on a YouTube video. Don't bother my cousin Derek. You know, I don't give a yeah. shit. Your, your family's getting electrocuted in your backyard on a deck. Would you put a hot tub in your old outback garage? Oh, my daughter's getting shocky poos. She keeps telling me that she doesn't like the hot tub. It's zappy time and it hurts. It's like, How about you what's cry? that guy doing? My cousin Derek. He's fucking busy, man. He's got other shit to fish to fry. You know, he's got a lot of stuff going on in his life, and what he doesn't need is your. Petty bullshit about uh, fucking GFIs and whatever you're talking about. Getting electrocuted. <laughs> like, he's busy. Yarmy Electric, if we don't get it right the first time, we'll get it right the second time. And if we don't get it right the second time... You can go fuck yourself. That's it. Leave him alone. He's busy. Fuck off. Uh, so this week we decided to get together. And I don't know why, but it's been bouncing through my head a little bit. Dr- walking around in the general public. And I think, you know... We here at the Dutch Hall are, uh, uh, we, we, we talk sometimes like we know what we're talking about, but the fact of the matter is we're, we're like, we're just talking out our ass, you know? And, uh, the, the reality is that the world or whatever around us, there's people on the spectrum smarter than us and dumber than us, right? No question. And then there's no question. We lie somewhere in the middle of that, right? <laughs> But uh, it seems to me that the amount of people that are going on the dumber side of regular people are growing exponentially. And us as a species of people are becoming dumber as a whole. And uh, that's why I invited in our scientific correspondent, Tom Bowen, who hasn't been back for a long uh, while Mm -hmm. on the show. I don't even know how long has it been since Uh, one of the weed shows or whatever. Probably uh, well over a year. Yes, since we went to Jamaica, I think. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, this, uh, I thought this, uh, was warranted this subject warranted a scientific correspondent because I believe that, uh, if we do not have intelligent people, Tom, in the world, if we don't keep trying to produce them, then we're on the track for demise. Like we're going to, we're going to be ruined as a species if we keep allowing uh, the priority going to like making more and more dumb people, or something's going on in the world. I guess that well, we are that we are just seem to be increasing the amount of people that are just like not part not making things better, but just dragging the people down. Well, we could talk about selective breeding, uh, but at the same time, if you're going to mandate different sort of selective breeding, then we're we're just being Nazis. So unfortunately, nobody can tell anybody in our society who who's going to have kids, when they're going to have kids, how many kids you're going to have. Right. And so I I did a little. You mentioned this uh, topic. I did a little research and found that uh, intelligence levels, uh, as intelligence level increases, so does uh, net income for family income, and 
as intelligent as income decreases more there's more reproduction right so the bottom line is if that's the numbers then of course <coughs> dumber people are reproducing at a faster level right and so we get the swelled up uh, uh i guess off-centered uh, bell curve where you get a whole bunch of really stupid people and let's face it you see it around you all the time we got white supremacists that are, are marching the streets. We've got furries. People are dressing up in costumes. I mean, you know, like the people are really fucking stupid nowadays for the most part. That's your average guy off the street. They don't know their history. They don't know anything. I right. mean, if it wasn't for calculators, most people can't even do math. I can't even believe how many times I've gone into a store and they can't make change. And it's that, like, what that's what I'm talking uh, about. That's getting worse for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, about uh, uh, smart people. Like, uh, there are people that can, that can use a smartphone, and there are people that can, like, make the smartphone work, right? And uh, most people are in the use the smartphone category, yeah. right? The people that make the smartphone work are, like, very small uh, percentage. And I think... What do you think of that? You say uh, you can't tell the dumb people not to fuck, and I and I totally believe that uh, smart people are not as good at having sex as dumb people are. I'm gonna say that right off the yeah, hop. Yeah, but That's, they're better at getting pregnant. No, no, smart people are better at having sex. No, dumb people are better at having sex. Oh, I'm you sorry. Think they're I'm sorry. I'm saying sex. dumb people are superior to fuck at fucking than smart people are because they. They uh, smart people have other things on their mind. They have smart people things on their mind. You know what I mean? Right. Like they have to like cure cancer and uh, you know like uh, make the next uh, you know stop an asteroid from hitting the Earth or whatever. You know, like they have to do. Yeah, but they're so smart that if they want to fuck, they can just schedule it in. Yeah, but they can't. They they can't. They can't stop. I'm just telling you, if you're sitting there like. if you're sitting there like uh, hitting a, a rock with a sledgehammer all day long, right? Just doing mindless hitting a rock with a sledgehammer all day long. And then you come home and you're hungry because you're hitting a rock with a sledgehammer all day long, right? You're hungry. You eat, right? And then after you're done eating, you're like, ugh, you know what would be real nice before I fall asleep? It's just fucking something, <laughs> right? You're going you're gonna to then fuck that thing, right? And the only thing you're going to think about when you're fucking that thing is just fucking that thing, right? So you're going to be just good at it because your whole dick and your whole being is just thinking about fucking that thing, right? Zoned in. You're zoned right in on that because you're dumb. You just have nothing else on your mind other than the fucking that pussy in front of you, right? But if you're a smart guy, you're thinking about like, uh, Jesus, you know, I don't know if she's thinking of me the way I'm, you know, is she look, you know, am I going to perform the right way or whatever? You know, you're thinking of all these things. Your dick's just going to be shit. It's not going to work right, you know? That's why I think that smart people are thinking of other things. Their dick isn't as good. And then, uh, but you know what we're better at is eating pussy. Yeah. Dumb people can't eat pussy. It's like uh, trying to uh, read a map, you know? It's too hard. It's like uh, there's too much stuff going on in there. That's right? not it. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you, need to, have... you need to be able to be intelligent to maneuver through the intricacies of uh, orally pleasuring a girl's vagina is what I believe. That's what I truly believe. So that's why I think smart people excel. But as just straight on like pounding a, a girl, like like just fucking a woman, um, a dumb person is going to be far superior. Because there's nothing to think about. A guy in good shape that's stupid as fuck is going to be the best lay you're going to get. Jane, do you agree? Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> good tip, she says. 
<laughs> Anyways, if Jane, I believe that if Jane ever leaves me, she will leave me for some dumb guy with a huge <laughs> cock. Now, because of this show. Beer can thickness. Yeah, beer can thickness. What's wrong with that? Nothing. But I think that not only uh, uh, is it the fact that they're not banging as much, is that the smart people who are banging are half the time banging like a, of a smart man is successful. He would then bang a dumb, hot chick. And because genetically, the, the uh, intelligence comes from the uh, female gene, as the most part. Is that true, Tom? No. No? <laughs> I thought it comes from the, like, uh, the X chromosome or, or, the y or whatever the woman one is. No, 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 no. That's why we brought you in. Uh, what? Intelligence got nothing to do with the, the, the sex or the chromosome or who your mother is or how smart. It's not the mother or the father? No. no. You can get your intelligence from your father, oh, then? Oh, definitely. Is oh. it is it all nature though, or is it some nurture? Oh, that's a whole nother fucking topic. I mean, nowadays they've shown that DNA can be expressed or not expressed. Many genes are turned on and off according to uh, nature. There was a psychologist, I and I can't remember his name. I apologize, but who said like, you can give me any baby in the world, and I'll make that baby anything just based on uh, the way I treat it. You know? Really. Yeah, well, that's old all nurture, one hundred percent nurture. Yeah, but how do you explain the fact that Paul and I are brothers? Right, our parents raised us both the same. Right, Paul and I have completely different outlooks on everything, mostly. Yeah, so. but your, you know, your parents were going through different things when you were being raised, right? Like your kids didn't get the exact same treatment from you when they were. Oh, you up, mean right? like your firstborn gets treated a certain way? Your secondborn has a firstborn there who's already. Oh, I see. I see. You know what I mean? And so, like, uh, just whatever the the combination of factors was made Paul the way he is? Yeah. All the oh. different inputs. Sorry, Paul. Yeah. Must have yeah. been a tough turn of events. Yeah, you had three years <laughs> of happiness, and then they had me and never looked at you again. <laughs> I know, but somehow you turned out bad. Yeah, you haven't let it go. <laughs> but if, but if, you think about, if you think about selective breeding, you're right. We're probably in for a, in the next hundred years going to have a real issue with regards to having a lot of low intelligence uh, swelling of the population. But at the same time, all our collective intelligence of nine billion people right. is is escalating to uh, ultimate levels. So the smart people utilizing the tools, being computers, uh, data storage, retreat, data retrieval are able to come up with some amazing things. You know, you wonder, back in the days, you would have uh, artists, you would have buildings being built by multiple uh, uh, artisans, and, and everybody was skilled. So you could come up with these beautiful cathedrals with intricate carvings, and those were skills that were paid for and, and were actually, uh, you know, between art, how many commissioned paintings, artists, you know, that's where I think the dumbing down of our society is coming right now because we're throwing all that out the door. You know, the, you, why, why have somebody commission a painting when you could take a picture on your iPhone and then print it out on your color printer? Right, right. You know what I mean? So that, that's part of our degradation of our intelligence levels. Even so music is a, is a perfect example. I asked my daughter about this this, this week. I said, uh, if she plays instruments like all in, like brass woodwind whatever she plays everything right and uh, i said 
Caitlin, what if you just could take like uh, the um, digital recreation of the instrumental sound that you're making? Isn't that just as good? Was the question. Like if you could just take a computer and make a saxophone sound and a trumpet sound and a you know a clarinet sound and all the orchestra, could you not make a symphony symphony that sounds better than people actually performing it with real instruments? Right? It's debatable. And uh, she didn't hear of it at all. She wouldn't hear of it. She just was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like to her, it was a, uh, ridiculous because you still should play the instrument. Mm -hmm. But you could recreate the sound digitally now. So what's the point of like learning the craft of playing the instrument? Right? Even a guitar, you know? like Part of music is the human element too. Right, right. Besides just having... A bunch of bleeps and bloops turned into instruments and that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's like the human connection. Right? Yeah, you lose the feeling when in it's, the music. It's like it's a drum machine, right? Like a drum machine versus yeah. a, actual drums, you know? But would, People do it all the time. But would In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins be the same without that drum machine? Right. Without the drum machine? Yeah, because that's a drum machine throughout that That entire. does the boom bum 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 No, no, there's just like a little... Oh. That oh, off, yeah, the, yeah. off the top, yeah, yeah, it's like monotonous and weird, and it adds a whole different feeling to yeah, it. So yeah. It's got its place. So to so to completely like say it's it has it's uh, not music is not right either because it does right. add to music. It no, is sound in and of itself. It's a musical instrument. Yeah, but it's a different version. It's yeah. it's it's like a, when they came up with the uh, organs, right? And then you could put the different sounds, sounds and on, yeah. then the synthesizer, and you yeah. know it's the next level, but. The, the quality of the music that we're getting that's coming from the bing bongs of the computer is not very good, no. you know, for the most part. No, there's still something to be said about having a human, human do something. Element, being, yeah. being, especially music, it's like, is that connection? Because you're like... It's an emotional connection. Yeah, it's it. an emotional connection. It's a different part of your brain, right? Well, a geek on a computer composing a, a, a song is not going to sell. Like, people might love the music, but... They have to tour, right? So what's he gonna do? Sit there oh, look at all computer? the DJs. The right. DJs just sit there with it's their the stupid thing, ever, thing yeah. and they're they're huge acts right now. They book more than rock acts. It's just guys sitting there in front of a fucking laptop and clicking a button now and again. Every once in a while, he puts his finger up and the crowd starts <laughs> cheering. Well, nice. we're we're old too, so I guess yeah. kids kids will decide what they want to do. Yeah, and they want to do stuff that like I don't fucking get. It just depends. Like, how, it just depends how you apply the technology. Right. Because yeah. like you could say like, oh, that's a beautiful sculpture, but you could probably make a 3D printing of something like that. You yeah. Know, just how you. Yeah, yeah. Just how you use it, I guess. And is the person that creates that sculpture on a computer, mm -hmm. and then then 3D prints it, is that less of an artist than a person that does it with his hands? I don't think so. Because they're they, still they creating still, it. Exactly. They yeah. still have to make it and learn how to do it, and like even just with like pedals and stuff like that, right. like. Yeah. People probably said, "Oh, well, that, that guitar plays itself now because you get sounds out of these little boxes." Right, right. Like no. the edge on the on YouTube. Well, no, he's he's making, he's crafting that sound. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's just different. I, the first time I actually talked to my buddy who was a DJ, um, then he showed me his equipment and started DJing. And I I hate DJs, right? Like I'm not a big DJ guy. Uh, but I, I understood the the musicianship of what he was doing. Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh, I get it now. It's I because it, it is hard and it's a it's total craft. It's more technical. Yeah, but it's still but it's still, still music. Yeah, yeah, you're still making something out of nothing, right? Which is the coolest part. 
I think we're getting dumber, not only because the dumb people are banging more than we are, but also because I think that there's a certain push away from science that you're starting to notice. Especially in the States, you know, there's a push away from science. We had it in Canada, though, with Stephen Harper and the conservative government. They were starting to push away from science. And uh, you always see, like, in the States have these flat earthers. You know the flat earthers? Oh, yeah. It's frustrating to me. Like, that's one of the things that I will, like, lie awake at night thinking, how can there be flat earthers, you know? Climate deniers, you know? Yeah, climate deniers and environmental terrorists are just as bad as, as as the deniers because there's people that will deny the science that are saying there's, like, environmental things happening, but there's also people that will deny the science because they feel that there's environmental things happening. And then the, the science will come out and say, you know what, we're getting, a, like, vegetation in higher uh, uh, latitudes than we've ever had before. Uh, that's a sign that there's the earth is growing more life and that's a good thing and the, or whatever you know or they could say like hey if you look at global warming it actually shows that we've had a bit of a uh, a, a cooling off in the last couple of years if you take average temperatures uh maybe this is just a anomaly but they they'll ignore it and move forward based on the fact that they feel that there's a problem well, like global yeah. warming became climate change because the data didn't match up with global warming anymore so they said it's just climate change you know have you ever seen um visualization pictures of the dinosaur age big big lush greenery big animals big herbivores yeah yeah yeah. right that was back then the uh co2 levels were about five six hundred right now they're at 400 so there's not not co2 isn't necessarily an issue the more co2 you get the better your crops grow you know oh, yeah. I mean? oh, yeah. And it, until it gets up to like 1,200 parts per million, it's not really that harmful to humans. So CO2 in and of itself isn't the problem. It's the degradation of our environments. It's the cutting of the trees. It's the harvest over-harvesting of the oceans. It's the, the bleaching of the corals, you know, uh, acidification. These are all byproducts of our behavior. So you can't deny it. You no. know, it's happening. Are you are you pissed off when you think see things like Fukushima and uh stuff like that that are like still happening and uh, people not, just lose interest I'm in it? I'm not so worried about uh nuclear, believe it or not. I believe I believe probably our our salvation from fossil fuels would be nuclear. And modern nuclear uh facilities creating all our energy. I got no issue with that at all. Yeah, but the and fact that it's still like leaching into the ocean. Well, pick pick your spots. I mean, Japan's a freaking island. You yeah. know, they, it was just bad planning. They had too many people, and they got to yeah. put a, they got to put a plant somewhere. North America, we could find really safe spots and really safe designs where you don't have to worry about those sort of issues. You know, We're and and it's not uh, the worst case scenario. Radiation, yeah, it might cause uh, cancer, tumors, things like that, but it also causes uh, mutations, which in and of itself is a form of evolution right you know, things change because they mutate right, right so we're just kind of speeding things up with that i'm not worried about the about that i'm more worried about just the killing of all our environments you know cutting the trees clearing the, the oceans land. are a big deal because oh, that, the that's where too. yeah yeah and that's where the fukushima thing becomes like ties into it yeah but it doesn't mean that the, that radiation is going to wreck the oceans well, what happened to the Great Barrier Reef then? 
Well, it wasn't Fukushima. It was uh, acidification and uh, and raising in temperatures that caused bleaching events. Oh. The coral come back. Different corals, deeper corals. It's all a big cycle. It's not never going to disappear unless we just keep doing what we're doing. I had a guy. We had a guy from Greenpeace come in and talk to the the company I used to work for, and uh, he was an old Greenpeace guy. Like he wasn't a Greenpeace. Uh, he was a former Green. He was one of the founders, but he left. Because he was totally disenchanted with Greenpeace because he said there was just, they were taking, they started out as a bunch of scientists, botanists and and the like that were, they were trying to like figure out how to, uh, uh, you know, uh, conserve the environment. And uh, they were doing stuff like helping whales that were on the verge of extinction and stuff like that, doing real good work in the 70s. And then all of a sudden it started to become these environmental terrorists would come in, like, and that's what he called them, environmental terrorists who would like, uh, like try to like, uh, um, based on their emotional feeling on the issue, would then make that the issue, right. not based on the science that supported it. And in many cases, like they said, that there would be like huge atrocities that would occur because of their emotional connection. One example he gave was like uh, in um, India, for example, they had a huge uh, problem with people with eyesight problems because they had a vitamin B deficiency. Does that make sense? A vitamin A deficiency. And uh, and uh, so they said they introduced there was a, a genetic anomaly in rice that would make like regular rice turn into golden rice. But if you introduce that golden rice into a population of white rice, it became the dominant genetic trait. And then it would take over and make all the white rice golden rice. Right. And therefore, all the rice would then become have this vitamin B that they needed and a lot of these ocular diseases would then go away in this population of billions, right? And uh, the uh, Greenpeace um, burnt the crops down because it, they said it was genetic modification. Yeah, GMOs. Yeah, but it's not modification. You're just, you're just breeding the traits that are dominant and it had a, be- a benef- benefit to the whole area. Where's the Where's the case against that being bad is well it depends on the level you take it right now they can do work with um mosquitoes and they can actually inject uh, genes into them that make them more likely to uh, reproduce so they've uh, isolated the mosquitoes responsible for um, like malaria zika virus and if they genetically modify offspring and introduce them back into the population, they can say within so many generations that the um, ability for them to spread these diseases disappears. But people, you know, that's either be afraid of genetic modification or don't. There's a million things you can do. You know, they've got cancer treatments now where you can actually... But I don't think it is. It it is like be afraid or not be afraid. I think it's like uh, some of it is good and some of it is bad. Well, like something you shouldn't like, be afraid of. Do you want to genetically modify? Um, like, I, I guess where do you draw the line? For humans. Well, like humans, like it. the fact that that uh, attractive people find other attractive people to fucking have kids with. That's genetic modification. Nah, it's more selective breeding. It's not. Well, it's the same thing. If you trends, took two different, like if, if I found a, a watermelon that didn't have seeds in it and I bred that. Then it would make more watermelons without seeds. That's not like I'm not eating something bad. I'm just taking a something that happened to uh, naturally occurred in nature, and I'm just like uh, coaxing it along to happen more often. But if I take a gene from an amphibian 
and implant it in that watermelon plant and so it's now more resistant to bugs right and maybe produces 20 percent more watermelons or something is that a problem yeah that's where the issue yeah, is. yeah. Like, where's you, the line where do you draw the line yeah and uh yeah that's a you know scientific yeah we could talk about genetic modification forever it's a it's going to be the, the next big thing for the next 30 years i mean whether it comes to disease or food i um, just want to ask you one more question yeah what if what if like uh i always i heard, i saw this thing on the on tv where like they um they had this like uh like a telescope that they put out in a space right okay and it was like uh, going to look at jupiter right but then they were done with it and they had to ex- they had to like destroy it or whatever Okay. So uh, they had a nuclear reactor on the thing to destroy it whenever they wanted to destroy it. So they were thinking about like destroying it on this planet that was like uh, not on this like moon of Jupiter, Europa. Right. That was a lot like Earth. But so they said, don't fuck up that planet because it's um, a lot like Earth. And then uh, so they we might need it someday. And then so they said, okay, well let's crash it into Jupiter. Right? They said they just crashed this thing in a Jupiter with a nuclear warhead on it or whatever. Right. Or nuclear, not warhead, but again, a, a bomb to destroy it. Anyways, it needs nuclear power to uh, to go that far, I guess, is what why they said they had this thing. Anyways, uh, they said, well, crash it into Jupiter. And then the atmosphere of Jupiter will just burn it up and uh, it won't be a big deal. Sure. And uh, a Dutch physicist said, uh, don't fucking do that because it'll... Uh, It'll fuck up Jupiter completely, and then Jupiter won't be there to, like, block Earth from meteors, and we'll all fucking die, right? <laughs> That's what he said, right? Okay. Based on his math, and he showed his math and all this stuff. Like, he was a smart guy, right? Right. Uh, well, they said, like, ah, uh, oh, fuck it. And they did it anyway. They did it anyway. Did it fuck up Jupiter? No, it didn't fuck up Jupiter. Yeah, it burned not. it up. Yeah. It's a huge, that Dutch guy was wrong. It's a huge planet. Huh? What do you expect? Dutch guys aren't too bright. You know that. <laughs> You know, they say there's a ninth planet, though, not Pluto. They took Pluto out. Pluto's a bullshit planet. But then they did math saying that I think there's a planet because of the gravitational pulls of everything. And it's this huge ninth planet that they've yet to see or name. But they say it's so far out, like in the it's so far out, like in the same sort of uh, uh, orbit as where Pluto was. But, like, it would take so long, like, every, like, 100,000 years, you'd see the thing. Like you'd be able to see the thing, right? Because of the orbit being the way it is. But they said because of the gravitational pull and the math you do, it's, like, clear that there's this huge planet, like, three times the size of Earth out there by Pluto. Big block ice. So, so yeah, big block up. ice. And it's, like, uh, but it's, that's, it, it's out there, and we just can't see it yet. Yeah. And he's, like, out of all the science we've had and all the things that we've done, we still don't know that there's a huge planet out there in our solar system. That's crazy, eh? Yeah, it's, it is. It, it is I, I find that to be the most fascinating part about it. But anyways, Tom, I like, thank you for the, for the comment, for the talk. But before we get done today, hmm. we have to talk about, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about Kevin Spacey. Have you followed the Kevin Spacey story? Yeah, from I this saw week? that, yeah. Well, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, well, Kevin Spacey uh, was a key. right? Yeah, he is gay. Apparently. Yeah, uh, but uh, they he came out. There was an allegation. I don't even know. There's some red-haired uh, actor that uh, Star, looks for somewhat Trek? familiar. Yeah, I don't know. Next if, generation. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. He looked familiar to me, but anyway, some dude. 
He I was like, it was Ashley Crusher at first, but it wasn't. It no, was like, yeah, it's some redhead dude. Yeah, I didn't recognize him. Anyways, he uh, he said he got like uh, uh, banged by Kevin Spacey or something like that when he was like seduced. a theater s- seduced when he was like well, he fourteen pushed, he years old. He pushed him on the bed in his apartment and then climbed on top of him and tried to force himself on him. Yeah, but he yeah. got away. Yeah, and it was when the kid was fourteen. So Kevin Spacey said, "I really don't uh, uh, know if that's true or not." I have no recollection of the event. This would have been 30 years ago, and uh, I have no memory of it. Is what uh, he's yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't remember that. But when you like, if you accuse, if I accuse you, Charters, and I said Charters, uh, like uh, I know a guy. I just talked to this guy. He said like 20 years ago, you pushed him down, tried to fuck him in his ass. And well, you guys uh, were friends since you were kids, right? Didn't you tell me one time he tried to give you a little handy? Charters? Yeah. No, that wasn't a hand. That was with the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no, sorry, Dave. But that you, uh, I didn't mean to tell people that. Uh, but uh, if someone accused you of that, is what I'm saying, Charters. You would would you just say like, I don't know, maybe I did it, but I was drunk probably, or it was a long time ago. I forget. No, I would probably s- just tell the truth. Like say yes, I did say it. Say it didn't happen. If it was the truth, yeah, it didn't happen, right? That's easy to say it didn't happen, right? Yeah, I would say so. Because if you're not the type of person that ordinarily goes and fucks 14-year-olds in their ass or, like, tries to, like, um, like uh, pin down a 14-year-old on a, and take advantage of them, when someone accuses you of that, it's quite a surprise to you. You're like, holy mackerel. I didn't Why think are you saying these things? I didn't no. think that today someone was going to say I tried to bang a 14-year-old kid, right? But anyways, uh, Kevin Spacey's response was quite a bit different. His response was to say, you know what? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But I feel bad if I did it. And hey, by the way, yes. for people that don't know, people that are close to me do know, but I happen to be a gay man, right? And I feel like I have to be brave and uh, live my life as a gay man and be honest. From now on. Expecting now that the whole thing will turn to saying, oh, Kevin Spacey's gay. Makes it all okay. He's came out. It's fine. You're not allowed to rape children. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Anyways. He did say he liked women, though. He had yeah, he tried both. it out. Eh? He yeah, did yeah. both, and uh, you don't want I guess th- he preferred balls across the chin. What are you going to say? Yeah, it's just uh, I think that, you know, it's uh, the people didn't have a problem with him being gay. The problem was with him uh, forcing himself on a child. Yeah. Eh? yeah. That's the problem, right? <laughs> so I think that the... Once you, uh, maybe he's just said the fact he's a 60-year-old man, he figures that the problem was the fact that he was trying to rape a, a boy child. <laughs> but it wouldn't matter if it was a boy or a girl. You shouldn't rape a child. Ever. Is, or a person in general. Kevin Spacey. And if I have to fucking tell the Hollywood celebrities anymore that you're not allowed to rape people, I don't fucking know like why you have to tell these people that it's not okay. Bill Cosby, stop it. All right? <laughs> not good. You're bad. You're a few years late on that. I know. Everyone's bad now. But anyways, I thought we'd just end the show with a nice, quick, rapid-fire round of who do you think is gay in Hollywood. Oh. Quick, just yell at your answers. Some of them are true, some are not. These are rumored gay people in Hollywood. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, no. Not. What's your, what's your thing? Because he's date supermodels? No, just from watching his movies. You don't feel he's gay at all? 
I don't know. Those could all be. I, I think that there's a chance. I'm going to go 50 50. Did you watch The Revenant? He no, let I like didn't. gunpowder in his throat to cauterize the wound. Yeah, and and, uh, and you know what? Freddie Mercury had a great mustache. <laughs> What's your point? So, uh, how about Elijah Wood? Frodo. I can see it. I'm going full on gay. There's no question about that. He's a power bottom, no doubt. <laughs> power bottom. Yeah. I agree. Very enthusiastic. Keanu Reeves. No. No? no? Doesn't have it in him? What about James Franco? No. No. I bet he's bi. Yeah, I was going to say bi. Yeah, he said a dick in his mouth one time for <laughs> Coke or something like that. Here's one that I, I have a strong opinion on. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, he looks it. I'm going Bradley Cooper is full-on gay. There's no question that Bradley Cooper is gay because he's a handsome guy. Who's he dated? Name one person that he's gone to the Oscars with as a date. It's been his mother every time or something like that. Name a person he's like a famous person he's dated or a person. The guy's been like a, a huge celebrity for a long time. We never heard of any woman he's dated. Total gay. Jane, Jane tries to uh, argue with me about that one all the time about uh, Bradley Cooper, but I'm pretty confident. Well, maybe she knows different. Maybe. Ooh. What about uh, Huge Jackman? Yeah. yeah he could he's be a good. good dancer. I think he's got a wife and kids, but I'm still saying. That doesn't mean much. Right. Yeah. It's just those sideburns. Jane, uh, these are people. That, this is one that's really out of the closet that I think you'd be interested in. Jonathan Knight from New Kids on the Block. <laughs> Just so I, that's one for Jane. I don't know what else is gonna like that. Uh, he is actually gay. Is he gay? What about Seth Rogen? No. no. Seth Rogen's the least gay guy in the world. Yeah. I, you can't be less gay than than Seth Rogen. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, looks like it. It's hard with Brokeback Broke Mountain. Back, yeah. Yeah. You think of it all the time. It becomes believable. Eh? <laughs> he could just be a good actor, though. He is a good actor. What about Jared Leto? Yeah, he could be. Yeah. Bye, I would say. No, I don't think so. No? No. Flamboyant, yes. Johnny Depp? No. Yeah, I'm going no on I'm going to go no on Johnny Depp. I think of Johnny Depp's all, man. Yeah. Just give me Johnny Depp. John Travolta? Obviously. Yes. Now, I think John Travolta's bi. I think he actually does like women, but he also got passed around Hollywood as like a little, like uh, like he got passed around like a fuck toy in Hollywood, John Travolta. And it worked. And then he just got used to getting, doing gay things. And then he just doesn't. So he's, I think he goes both ways. Because, like, do you think Kelly Preston and him actually had kids? Or do you think he just, like, came in his hand and threw it at her? <laughs> Tucked it up in there. <laughs> I just think he's gay because he did Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Well, Grease, even, yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of musicals. Yeah, yeah. What about well, Face Off and Swordfish? Swordfish, that's a good one. Is that where you see like Halle Berry's boobs? Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. How about Harry Potter? Daniel Radcliffe himself. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Michael Sarah? No, no. I don't he's think just so. Imp- he's just impish. Yeah. Impish, but not gay. I don't think he's gay. All man. Yeah. He's yeah. just shy. Yeah. I agree. George Clooney. No. Nothing in it at all? No. Tom Cruise? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, think he could I think Tom Cruise is asexual. 
<laughs> I think he doesn't really care at all. He's just doing it for the thing, and he's just like Mr. Adrenaline Junkie. But he doesn't fuck at anything. I think he fucks the head of Scientology. Yeah. That guy. That's a good Yeah? Point. And you know, no girls in that whole list. You know, El, uh, I only found... Hey, these are people that actually did came, come out, though. Ellen Page. You know Ellen Page? She's from Juno. Oh, yeah. Do you know her? Gay? Gay. Really? Yeah. You know uh, Jim Neighbors? He was uh, Gomer Pyle. I don't know if you know uh, Gomer. Andy Griffin show. From Andy Griffin show? Yeah. yeah, he's he came out like in his 80s. <laughs> Real brave of him. <laughs> and he was clear like in the fucking 50s, Jim Neighbors was gay. But anyways. I David, I, you know. Uh, I heard him and Rock Hudson had a thing going. Oh, yeah? Day, yeah? I believe it. Yeah. Rock Hudson. No one thought he was gay. That was a shock when he got AIDS and stuff like that. Because you're like, Rock Hudson, he sounded. Definite power top. You know, um, uh, Fraser Crane's brother? Yep. Niles? Niles oh, yeah. Crane? He's out of the closet. He's a, yeah, a gay man. Surprise. But not Fraser. Fraser's all loves pussy. Surprise, yep. surprise, surprise. That's Jim Neighbors. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Michael Stipe from REM. That's the last one. He came out actually yeah, as gay. Also makes sense. Yep. Also makes sense. I hate that guy. Not because he's gay, but because I hate that guy. his <laughs> music? Yeah, I hate his music. I don't care if he's straight. I don't care if he's my own lover. I would still hate his music. <laughs> it fucking sucks, man. That's one of those things. It's like when Michael Stipe dies, like uh, God forbid or whatever, uh, we ain't fucking playing his music. That's the one. We're good on that one in the Dutch Hall. Yeah, we're, we're just going to make a pass, pretend it didn't happen. But we're not playing a fucking... REM song. And these dickheads, Steven and Dave, as the two in particular, <laughs> like to play REM songs in the Dutch Hall just to From time to time. Just to see my reaction and how much I dislike it, right? You don't like losing my religion. That is my least favorite no, no, sorry. Least favorite song, Shiny Happy People. Oh, that's awful, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking garbage. <laughs> and then the second worst is losing my religion. That is and no, and then everybody hurts, is like another one that will make me want to, f- like, like it, it makes me explode with anger, like rage, fucking anger, about that song because it's so sappy bullshit. I don't fucking care, Michael Stipe, you fucking weirdo. I don't like. What about you. end of the world? It's the end oh. of the world. <laughs> oh, it hurts me so bad. <laughs> everybody hurts. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> another one. God damn, Aria. <laughs> oh, that one's not bad, actually. That is actually not a bad song, to be honest, when you kind of play it. And like, Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, everybody, that's been our show this week. If you'd like to, tell a friend and uh, get them to maybe uh, share a show on social media or like be a fr- help, tell someone to listen to us or give us some feedback. Thank you, Wes. Be a shareholder. <laughs> Be a shareholder like Jen and Andy Husko. Hey, Yes. Hey, for all you dummies, let's go home and fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we will see you NT. See you next Thursday.